It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome everybody to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Uh, we're here to round up some Rangers news and we're going to discuss a wee bit of the Euros so far. Can I give our thoughts on that? So, first of all, I'm your host, Scott Carney, and joining me today is Ali Pearson. Ali, how's it going, mate? Not too bad. Halfway through the week, so well, halfway towards the weekend. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> we all look at things just now, mate. It's just constantly living for the weekend. I actually forgot to mention the last time we were on, mate. We didn't talk about um, our half podders day out. Uh, it was quite a good day, wasn't it? Ah, it was eventful, to be fair. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a good day. We had a good lunch at Ibrooks, obviously. Went to Loudoun for a couple of drinks. There was a few songs on and that, so that was quite good. I liked the songs and that, so that, that was <laughs> decent. And then I ended up in the, the Viceroy, wasn't it? And it was, uh, aye, that was eventful. Um, eventful. Obviously, we I uh, the table next to us had a disagreement at one point, and <laughs> I, I dodged a bottle that hit my pint that went all over you. So it was, yeah. it was, uh, I was eventful. It was eventful. Um, we, we were in the middle of. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll say thanks to everybody for the great response we've had just for the wee video that we've done outside Ibrooks. It's been brilliant the response that we had from that. But we we, we were in the middle of trying to do a, a video during the the, the disagreement that happened, uh, and yeah, it's it's not edible, put it that way. It, <laughs> it all escalated very very quickly, but it was a good day. It was good to as well. We, we jumped into the quayside for one. That was our old stomping ground, mate, and it was good yeah, to see. Good. Uh, a few of the old locals, mate, see their faces. It's been a long time since we've seen them, so it was good. It was good to see Tommy as well, not seeing him in ages, man. So uh, it was a good day. Just a good day. Almost felt normal, mate, didn't it? Almost felt like we were back to normal. Yeah, that's fine. That was a good day. Good day. Anyway, um, so we are here 
uh, to discuss Rangers news and I say the Euros. But just before we do, uh, I first and foremost, really, um, we're, all of us here at Club at 22 wish uh, Christian Eriksen a speedy recovery after he suffered a cardiac arrest in Denmark's match v Finland. It was absolutely heartbreaking to see. I'm sure everybody um, has seen it. I'm not sh- shared about rightly or wrongly. Um, after it happened, I was watching the game live uh, with my missus at the time and it was pretty harrowing um, to watch. It was really, really... Really, really, the most horrific thing that I, I, I've really ever seen. But it's good that he's um, he's recovering anyway. He's awake and he's in hospital. Uh, um, and we just have to give a, a massive well done to the medical staff and for the, the, the Danish players to be they responded um, while it happened. It was truly horrific. But Alex, good to good to good to hear that he's um, at least stable and awake and be able to talk. Yes. I mean, we. I watched it. I watched it live. We watched it in the Keyside, me, Scotia, and Lee, and it was. Uh, it's probably one of the worst things I've I've witnessed live. Watching it on telly, haven't to haven't to see that. Um, it's through BBC, obviously. I think they've come out and said it was UEFA's cameras. That's why they weren't in control of it, apparently. But that's another story, anyway. But it's um, no fair play at the the Denmark captain, he's first aid trained, he was straight in the scene and knew what to do and, and the medics as well have, um, have, have saved his life if, if it wasn't for them and a defibrillator as well there, if, if they didn't have that, he may no longer be with us at the age of 29 which is shocking to say at that age, a guy as fit as, he, as fit as he is but no, he's you've seen the social media posts, he's posted himself saying he's feeling as well as can be, obviously the medics are Trying to get to the bottom of what happened to him, but yeah, is yeah, he's still with us, which is which is um, the main thing, and yeah, hopefully he makes a speedy recovery. Yeah, I'll echo all of that, mate. Um, definitely the worst thing I've probably ever seen watching a game of football. It was uh, really, really eye-opening and really, really uncomfortable watching. Um, but again, it's just so good that they managed to, to get him stable and to, um, to get him to hospital and we just wish him all the best. So we'll move on. Um, Rangers fixtures have been announced for the upcoming season and it starts off with Livingston at home and it will be shown on Sky Sports. So... Ali, you've you've obviously had a chance to look at the uh, at the fixtures. Um, it's amazing that the supercomputer has managed to put the the, the first old firm so early on, me, and still managed to make um, a game around the new year happen. Uh, it's quite an amazing, quite an amazing computer. I think we'll all find. But I mean, Livy at home, mate. The countdown is on now. We let's just get going. Yeah, um, we all had a wee guess at who we thought it might be. I know we've had Aberdeen umpteen times uh, the last few seasons, to be honest, but I've looked at Celtic's previous when they've unfurled the flag and they've always got a kind of a lower team, if you want to call it, a Hamilton or somebody to, to probably get them going, to be honest. And I expected us to get a team like that. I think I said Dundee or something. So when Livingston came out, I was I was more than happy with that. Then we've got two away games, but they're winnable games. But I mean, this the supercomputer, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the only reason they gave Celtic the the very very last game last season was to try and get fans in at that point because they didn't know what was happening. We'll probably come on to I don't know, but, but obviously we we've got a three week extension to what we're in at the moment in terms of level two to then go to level zero, apparently. And that's 
and that's not set in stone either. Why have they not put this game as the last game out of all the teams again to give a chance of maybe a full house at Ibrox? And we all know why, because it's a chance that I've, oh, that's not going to be a full house in the August twenty-eighth, whatever it is. I very much doubt it. The way things are going, I don't think it'll be a full house. Gives them an added advantage, we know, with, uh, with not having all us there. So, doesn't shock me to be honest, having it there. I mean, traditionally, to be fair, all the old firms, the first old firm is always first week, second week, third week, September. That's usually when it is. But it's because what they did last season with that one. So, it doesn't shock me. But at the end of the day, you need to play these teams at some point. That's how you win the league. So it doesn't really bother me that much. I, I just thought in terms of the fans getting back in, and that's the one you really pay your season ticket money for, the, the, the old firms. I just thought if they'd pushed that a wee bit further back, it would have gave us maybe a better chance of all getting into the ground to see that game. Yeah, beer probably sceptical or whatever you would call it, mate. Um, I am not surprised that the game... The, the first old firm games early. Uh, I, I, I'm really not because you're right, mate. Uh, call it a supercomputer or not. It's nothing to do with a supercomputer. It's somebody that sits down and figures this stuff out. The way they managed to do the, the old firm last year, uh, the first old firm last year, and now the first one this year's. Uh, so there's not going to be a full house at Ibrooks. Um, Callers, paranoid colours, what you will, but I think we all know as Rangers fans exactly why it's happened, mate, and it's as you've said. Now, I'm not going to sit and pick out games of what I think is going to be the most important because they're all important. We need to win every single game. We're, we're Rangers fans. That's what we expect. Uh, but, I mean, in terms of the start of the season for Livingston at home, I mean, it's brown. I think the kickoff's at one thirty. I'm yeah. sure. Um, the kickoff's at one thirty on Sky Sports. Obviously, it'll be flag day as well. So, yeah, I mean, the, the old fun being that early could really be a, a good thing for us, to be honest, because... I'm not going to say that I'm scared of, in any any way of Big Ange coming in um, to take over at, at Parkhead. I, the guy doesn't intimidate me at all, and he's got a lot a lot of work to do. So, if they drop points, mate, in the, the, the first two first two three games before they play us, we could already be building up ahead of steam um, at this point if we win the old firm. So, obviously, I'm not going to say we're definitely going to win the old firm, but uh, I, I'm I'm. Quietly confident going into this season, put it that way. I, I've not really got much of a fear. Obviously, December is mobbed with, with fixtures as it always has to be mobbed. And we're at Boxing Day, we're at home as well, St Mern. Um, always a, a game on Boxing Day. But wait, wait Aberdeen before we are away at Celtic as well. I think we're away yeah, at Hibs, away at Motherwell that month. In December, and I don't know why we get it every single year. It's like the gauntlet in December, and it's always, <laughs> it's always these tough, if you want to call them tough away ties of Hibs, Aberdeen, Motherwell etc. I don't know if Hearts are in I'm not sure but it's it's a hell of a December once again and obviously and obviously, sorry, obviously the the January dreaded winter break is back as well. Aye, that, but that's exactly why they do it though, it's because of a stupid January the winter break that they do, I, I hate the winter break, I just don't see the, the need for it at all but it's to squeeze as many games in as possible and to get as much football on the telly as possible um, just on that, um, before, before we move on, the SPFL have now got a sponsor for the Premiership and it's Cinch who are a an online car company or something, Ryland yeah. or something is in their, in their advert, Pfft. 
the Singe Premiership, mate, doesn't sound great, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I've never heard of it, to be honest. It's <laughs> the first I've ever heard of it. Um, doesn't surprise me, to be honest. <laughs> no, <laughs> no we're struggling to get... I think any sponsorship would have done them, mate, to be honest, because we're really struggling. Again, this is the people that are in charge of our league. But, um, yeah, I mean, now that the fixtures are out, it's now just let's go. I, I can't wait for the, the season to start. And Livingston at home, I'm sure Martin Dale's pretty chuffed as well that he'll get to see the flag unfold at Ibrook, so can't really complain. Uh, so, Ali, uh, just before we move on to uh, into the Euro stuff, uh, you want to talk about the, the COVID rules you've seen? Yeah, when well, we kind of briefly discussed it there a wee bit, but obviously Nicholas Dodd, obviously England have put a four-week extension onto their unlocking and that's a full unlocking in, in England. We are, we are different up here. As of the 28th of June, we were supposed to all go into level zero, which still has a lot of restrictions within it, which you find mad at level zero. You think, <laughs> that, you think that would be it, but no. Um, obviously, we've had a three-week extension onto that, so that brings us into the middle of July. Obviously, we've got, we've got the Arsenal game coming up, potentially another home game, which I think we said Brighton was a possibility, maybe the 24th of July. I've, I've seen rumours going about Twitter today. Now, I take rumours on Twitter at a pinch of salt, to be honest, but sometimes they come from somewhere and it, there is a bit of truth in some of them. But there, there's a few rumours going about today saying that the, potentially the first home game of the season against, uh, against Livingston for the flag could have as little as 2,000 fans in the stadium, which I find it hard to believe, but it wouldn't surprise me with the Scottish government. And if it is the case, and again, this is a, a rumour on Twitter, so don't take that. Um, you've got 12,000 fans, obviously, at Hamden, and obviously Scotia's not here to, to tell us about his experience and what went on there. But if that is the case, going into the first home game of the season, it's... It's pretty shocking if, if that is the case. But again, I take it as a pinch of salt. It's, it's rumours on Twitter. Um, but I just, some of these things come from somewhere. And it's, um, yeah, I, I mean, we discussed one of the, the points, I think it was your dad, was about when do you think fans will be back? And this three-week break in terms, I said say friendlies, I thought we'd be back to maybe 10, 12,000 fans and, I think we could be struggling to go in the friendlies again this this summer. I really do. I, I, looking at full houses, I mean, I watched um, Hungary Portugal um, the other night. That was a full house stadium. Oh, name asked not, and it looked, uh, it looked it looked like going back in time. To be honest, it looked it was brilliant, <laughs> and that was a lot of them where you had to be vaccinated or you had to show a, a COVID test seventy two hours before going into the, into the ground. And yeah, I, ju I just hope. I just hope the Scottish government and the SPFL and Rangers and everyone are getting to their heads together because we really need to get fans back in. I mean, we're paying a lot of money for season tickets again this season. And I just hope we get back in. I don't know what your thoughts are on the, obviously this three-week break they've put on. Well, mate, it's never going to end this. Like, again, I don't want to get too political and all this, mate, and get... Get too deep down to the down deep down a rabbit hole with it, but it's just never going to end. It's just constant, and it look. I understand that there's need for restrictions and stuff for whatever they want to do, but 
they've made they've made the rod for their own back, letting people into handing. So they can't now turn round at the start of the season and say, "Oh no, we'll be actually we're going to take that back and go back a step." There's no real reasoning for it, as far as I'm concerned. It's pretty much outside. I know you need to go through inside in order to get outside to your seat with, with an Ibrox. I understand that. But they could do staggered entrances. They could do everything like that that they need, they need to do to comply with all these distancing rules and how many people you can do this and that for. But we're at the point where we just need to start trying to get life back to normal. And you're right, mate, we are paying money for season tickets and I've not paid my season ticket this year to sit and watch it on RTV uh, again we've both had a first Covid jag as well mate I don't see the point in me going to get a second one if I can't actually do anything different with my life it seems completely pointless uh, so I don't, but I say I don't want to disappear down rabbit holes mate but if I put money on it there'll be no fans and friendlies over the summer uh, I wouldn't even say she would She'll let 500 in, uh, never mind 2,000, mate. Uh, and in terms of the, the first game of the season, I think there'll be a, a bit of an uproar if she's not looking to at least put half the capacity of Ibrox in. Um, you see the way the rest of the world are doing things. I don't understand why Scotland need to be different um, w- when the cases are really not that high and and everything seems to be on a kind of downward, downward slope. So, look, we'll wait and see. As I say, I don't want to make this all a bit political, but I, I just can't see how she's possibly going to let us enjoy Trophy Day the way, uh, the Flag Day, sorry, the way that we want to enjoy it. I just don't see it happening. Do you think it will happen? Uh, I, <laughs> anything could happen, <laughs> to be honest, but uh-huh. I would I would say, I know England have got their four-week stop going into their all restrictions gone, but I, I do know if they make it into the groups, um, the knockout stages in England, they're going to open Wembley to 50% capacity, which brings them up to, what, 50,000 or something? Is it 100,000 Wembley holds or something? 90,000 or something? So 90,000 or something, something, yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, so they'll be ramped up. You're looking around the world, at, through the Euros especially, it, they vary from 25 to 30%, 50%, 65%, I've seen was one. It's, so I would like to think the first game of the season me personally, there should be half the support there. Twenty five thousand should be there. I really yep. do. An out, an outdoor event, and then you've got the Celtic game as the second home game of the season. I don't know how they do that. That's going to be an absolute <laughs> nightmare. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll just need to wait and see. But I think hopefully in the next couple of weeks we should maybe know more because I'd like to think some deal come out and give fans an idea of what's what's going to happen. I understand stopping it for three weeks to ramp up the vaccinations. That's what they're doing. But when that gets when it gets to a point where we get our vaccinations, they they, they need to need to unlock and let us get back to normal life. And hopefully that is back in our seats at Ibrox. Fingers crossed, mate. Honestly, yeah, fingers crossed. There's nothing I want more than to get back to Ibrox, mate, and to, uh, to see Rangers playing with my one two eyes again. Uh, I, I really, I really can't wait for it. So we just need to keep our fingers crossed. Um, as I say, I think I just don't see the the, the, the kind of reasoning behind it all. With the birth kind of turn round and denied, or only two thousand people can go. I mean, two thousand people in Ibrox is absolutely <laughs> nothing, man. Like it's nothing at all. So. Yeah, it just um, seems to be going on forever. I'm sure everybody feels exactly the same, but we'll just need to wait and see what comes of it. So we'll move on and we'll do a roundup. Well, I'd intended to do a roundup of three players um, uh, that were 
Rangers players that were involved in the Euros. Unfortunately, um, Borna is well, injured. There seems to have been a bit of concern about a, a back problem that he has. And he's had a few scans, but apparently they are hopeful that he will be involved in upcoming games. Um, if he's not going to be involved in upcoming games, Ali, I think the best thing for him is just to come home and get ready for next season. Yeah, it could be a, a positive for Rangers, possibly, because if he's not played in the Euros, he's not... He's not in a shop window, so you literally, that, literally took my point away, mate. Literally took my well, point away from me. That, <laughs> You're that, spot on, but yeah, that's that's only positive I would say on it, to be honest. But um, yeah, I was I thought Big Hollander might have started for Sweden the other day, but to be fair, Sweden actually defended pretty well against Spain the other night. I thought Spain were they weren't Spain at all, to be honest. I thought they no. looked a bit predictable Spain. They don't really have anyone with a bit of magic in there anymore. Morata up front was horrific to you. It's no wonder Chelsea got rid of him. Um, but I obviously you'll come on to Glenn Camara. He's the one we all thought we may lose this season and he's the one that's been starring in the show. No, not half, mate. Um, yeah, in terms of a Hollander, I thought we'd see him. Um, I think we will probably see Hollander at some point um, through one of the games. Uh, and as I say with Borna, I just need to hope that he's, at, he's okay. And if he's fit enough to play, then okay. If he's not, then get back. But yeah, you literally took the point away from me, mate, that I'm selfishly happy that he's not playing because it means that nobody's watching them and want to put a bid in for him. But we'll move on to um, our man, Glenn Kamara. Um, he's only the one to really report on. Uh, he had a very impressive um, first match in Finland's 1-0-1 in Denmark. Okay, it was in controversial circumstances, um, but he impressed, and I've just finished watching him against Russia. Uh, Finland got beat 1-0 in the game, but uh, and it won't live long in the memory. It was quite a poor game, but as you would expect, Kamara was a standout for Finland. It's just a shame the rest of the team, the rest of his teammates really couldn't play to a third to his level, but he was he was doing his usual Kamara turn. He was just playing the passes that Kamara plays and he, he's very much putting himself in the in the shop window. Uh, whether he's meaning or not to, I think it's just he's a standout and a, and, and a very average team in Finland. But uh, there's going to be massive interest shown in Kamara, um, unfortunately. With rumours of uh, English Premiership teams, English teams having a look at him, Watford and Brighton have been linked with him. Uh, so I think we've got to brace ourselves. Yeah, we've said it for weeks, months, probably about Kamara in terms of we're going to have to. We all know, all the Rangers fans know, and if you don't, you're kidding yourself, son. We need to sell somebody this year. It's a business model, Rangers. We can't. I can't go the way we're going. Um, so somebody has to go. Somebody has to. As much as we don't want anyone to go, somebody has to. And I think if you asked 100 Rangers fans, I think about 90% of them would come back and probably say Kamara's the one. Especially in these Euros. I, I fancied Finland against Denmark. I was 11-1, to the bet was. And I kept saying about it. And I was going to put it on. And bloody Lee... Talk me out of it, saying no, there's no chance. <laughs> Talk me out of it, and to be fair, I think that might. I think Finland had a slight advantage when they replayed that game. I probably don't think that game should have been played, but that's a different discussion. But that probably helped Finland. But in that game, um, he just does what he does for us. He just he just looks like a Rolls Royce in the middle of the park. The way he drives with a ball, his turns. I mean, I didn't see him today because I was working, but 
Yeah, I see. I heard they missed a penalty Finland in the first half. I think first five minutes. I think I didn't see. I only seen that. I only seen the towards yeah, the end of the first they half. A, yeah, they missed a penalty apparently. But um, yeah, I mean they're, they're still in a good position to come out of that group, which looked a bit of a kind of group of death for them when you looked at it at the beginning of the, uh, the beginning of the Euros. But yeah. I, We'll be bracing ourselves for for offers, and I've said it before. I add value. I mean, if English clubs are looking at him, I'd want top dollar for him for English clubs. I mean, I seen a boy today, a defender from Brighton. I've never even heard him getting touted to go to Arsenal for forty million pounds, and that's just, it's madness down there. And if you want to be serious with Glenn Kamara, I would value him in the twelve to fifteen million. That's where I would stick him in if you want to be serious. I- I think with an English team, mate, I think you're 15 million minimum. 15 million an English Premiership team, mate, is nothing. It's yeah. it absolutely nothing to them. So, yeah, I think that's minimum, mate. And I would be pushing for 20, honestly, especially if it's going to be the Premiership. Kamara's destined for big things. He's far too good a player just to be... Um, no disrespect to us as Rangers, but he's probably too good for Rangers. Let's be honest; he's, he's he can play at a much higher level, and unfortunately, we probably won't get to the level that we he wants to be or he could play at any time kind of soon. So we're going to need to brace ourselves that Kamara will be um, drawing attention. People are going to be made aware of him before the Euros even started. Though, mate, he's been he was brown in the Europa League for us. He's played a lot of games for us this season such an impact on the team uh, and the, the midfield in the middle of the park and yeah in terms of business sense I mean the guy guy cost us 50 grand I've said it I don't know how many times and we're going to sell him for a fortune I mean it'll be it'll probably be a record fee I would imagine when Kamara goes yeah. for Rangers and it's um I mean I'll be gutted if he goes I really will be I'll, but again this is just it's where we are, it's where we play football, it's the league that we play football in, mate. These things are always going to happen. But yeah, I mean, in terms of going back to, to the Euros, play, him playing in the Finland team, he's just miles above anybody in that team. He really is. He, he's absolutely superb. I know Puki plays for Finland as well. He's not fit. He doesn't look fit. Um, he's not really done anything at all. He didn't look that great today in, in the parts of the game against Russia that I've seen. But again, Kamara was just doing Kamara things, just being Glenn Kamara. So uh, the only thing that's pissing me off is that the BBC commentators can't kind of say his name right. Kamara. Oh, mate, honestly, how hard is it to say Kamara? <laughs> no, how hard is it? Very, 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 every time, every time well, they say it. Clive tells him when he first took over commentary at um, RTV, he couldn't yeah. say it either until obviously yeah. folk kicked up a bus about it. Every it's not time hard. They say it's Kamara, it. I know. I know. Every time they say it to BBC, I'm like, it's Kamara! Yeah. <laughs> it's not his name! Stop saying Kamara! Uh, it's very, very irritating, but I, uh, that's the only thing that's annoyed me regarding uh, um, Glenn Kamara, really. Um, he's been very impressive. So, we'll, we'll move on uh, and we'll do a wee round-up of uh, the Euros so far, mate. So, just go through the home nations. Um, so, Wales were... One each with Switzerland. Um, from, I didn't see that game, but um, from what I've I have seen and what seen I've it. read, they were they were, were they lucky to get away with a draw. Yeah, it's, it's Switzerland had a goal for the last couple of minutes, ruled ruled off offside. It was it was offside. Um, Switzerland Switzerland probably deserved to win the game. To be honest, but fair play to Wales. We got a, a big guy up front. I forgot his name. Um, 
he scored for them. Um, but now they look decent enough, Wales. I've seen bits of them tonight as well. We're recording this. I've seen the first half. They should be one up against Turkey at the moment. They've missed a few. Ramsey should have squared a ball. They've missed a right good few chances, which mm-hmm. could come back and bite them. But if they win today, Wales, I think that's them pretty much. That's them through, I think, into the, the knockouts. But they look they look decent, Wales, to be fair. I, I thought they were looking uh, well organised. They've got, obviously, they've got uh, Gareth Bale. They've got the boy for um, James for Man United, who's tricky winger. They've obviously got Ramsey as well, so they've got, they've got a, a decent squad. Wales and I actually fancy them against Turkey. We're just watching the first half. I, I think they could they could get three points there. Yeah, I've literally just pulled up, mate. So it's six o'clock now. He's been recording and they're one 0 up. Um, Aaron Ramsey scored. Ah, Aaron oh. Ramsey scored in the forty-second minutes. Half time oh, yeah. now, but Aaron Ramsey scored. I, I well, he definitely had two sitters in the first half, mate. Yeah. So he's he's made up for them by scoring. But yeah, I would oh, fancy. Good. I would fancy Wales um, against Turkey. Turkey are, are not great. They're really not that no. great at all. Um, but we'll move on. So England v Croatia. Uh, England running out one 0 one also go from Raheem Sterling. I watched this match. I know you missed it, Ali. <sighs> England just flatter to deceive every time I watch them. They really do. I'm like, why are you not better than the players that you have in that team? Why is not better? And for any of you have listened to me and Ali, we, we are not the biggest international football fans at all. We don't really have many allegiances when it comes to international football. Uh, but obviously, England are now going to win the Euros, mate. That's all the BBC commentators and ITV commentators. That's it. They're, they're going to win the Euros. But, I mean, they just flatter to deceive. Uh, it's hard to... It's hard to judge, really, to be honest. I mean, Croatia weren't great either, but it wasn't that that an exciting game, to be honest, that exciting a game. That boy Phillips that plays for England, he impressed. Um, I've not really seen much of him yeah. playing. He was, he was really good. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, but apart from that, I mean, they've been... <laughs> we'll see. Once they come up against a decent team, look, I fancy them now to get through that group, no problem at all. Uh, I don't think they'll have any issue coming out of the, out of the, out of the group. Um, but do you see any of the game in Eng- against England? No, I've I seen bits. Yeah, I've I seen. Um, I've seen the goal. I've seen the goal. It was a good ball yeah. through for that boy you were talking about. Boy plays for Leeds. Um, Sterling put it away. But uh, Croatia, they're uh, they're not what they were. I know where they got to the final of the World Cup um, in the last one, but they're not what they are. England historically kind of start competitions slowly. To be honest, so. I wasn't shocked. It was one of that. My mum's working every every year. We do our the Euros, the World Cup, and you fill in the scores. What you think it was going to be? I, I had on my sheet one 0 England because that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what happened. It was so didn't shock me to be honest. Obviously, we'll come on to Scotland, but I'd expect England to ramp up when they play us on, on Friday night. To be honest, and yeah, I know we'll talk about Scotland, but I fully expect England to 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 beat Scotland. Yes, um, so I think that's England's first game as well. That's the first time they've won the first game yeah. of the European Championships yeah. as well. Um, so I mean, we'll see. We'll wait and see. I just I say I don't I don't get blown away when I watch England. I really don't. But yeah, we'll move on to the, the last of the home nations that are in this tournament, and it's uh, Scotland v Czech Republic. Scotland obviously getting beat two 0 now, where to start with this one? Uh, I don't want to offend a lot of people because I know a lot of people are Scotland fans. Um, obviously, I cheered for Scotland after they sang Flower of Scotland at the end. I was gave it a come on, Scotland, let's go for this. Ali, when you pick a team full of your favourite players and not players that are going to benefit the team, you get what you deserve. Yeah, I mean, we've said 
international football for us, we don't get a. I was speaking. I was down in England actually. I speak for work, and I was telling the guys down there. I don't get that buzz that I get with Rangers. If Rangers lose at the weekend, it ruins my weekend. If Scotland lose, <laughs> I, doesn't even bother me to be honest. But to be fair, I've enjoyed the Euro so far. I actually felt myself getting up for the game. To be honest, it's quite good seeing everyone in about Glasgow, all the kilts, and everyone is kind of buzzing for it. And but I, and I spoke to Scotia um, at the weekend there, and I said, Steve Clark will go up in so many people's, in, t- in terms of where we think he is, what we think he is, if he goes bold and plays Gilmore, and, and this isn't with Rangers hats on, I'm just going with what I see. If he goes with, with Gilmore and Patterson, and I thought Chi Adams, I thought he was a given to start, so I'm not talking about him, I just thought he was a given to start. But we go with Gilmore and go with Patterson at right back. Be bold, be brave. I thought if he did that, people would look at Steve Clark in a different light. And as soon as I seen the the starting lineup, <laughs> my heart sank, to be honest. And I text Scotia, and we all know Scotia's right up for it, and his heart sank as well. And I think a lot of the nation's heart sank and went, What's he doing? He's he's picking why is Che Adams not playing? We Scotland's been looking for a striker for God knows how many years. They couldn't get one. Finally got one in a lucky dip in Che Adams because he's gran or something Scottish or something. Plays for plays for Southampton this season, banging goals in, playing well, and you don't start him. Scandalous. You, you play players like Christie, and he wasn't. It was didn't have a, that bad a game, Christie, to be honest. But he's not kicked his own ass this season. And it, you just look and and O'Donnell, and I don't want to slag O'Donnell, but the guy plays for Motherwell for a reason. See if he was decent. He would have went somewhere else. I know he signed. He went for Kilmarnock to Motherwell, signed a year's contract. His contract was up this season. Nobody's come in for him, and he's he's stayed on at Motherwell again. There's a reason why, because he's he's average. You've got yeah. Parson. You've got Parson ready to go. You've got you obviously you've got Robertson down the left side. That's Scotland's only attacking threat, and he played well, Andy Robertson. But the right side, you've got nothing. There's no balance. If you've got Parson down there, you've got the same going up and down. It's, it, it doesn't shock me with, with Steve with Steve Clark. You know what you're getting with him. You've seen that Kilmarnock team. I just thought if he was more bolder and braver, he would have went right up in people's uh, views of Steve Clark. He really would have. I, I would have thought a lot higher of him if he'd went. But if Scotland beat, you would have went right. Fair enough. But at least he went out and had a right go. But he yeah. didn't. And, and he got, yeah. like you says, he got, got what he deserved. 100% mate um, and it's not just because uh, Patterson plays for um, Rangers and Billy Gilmore's obviously got a Rangers connection I, I can't believe that Shea Adams didn't start I'm also shocked I know Scotland have been working on this formation in order to squeeze Tierney and Robertson in the same team but again these are all these are all pros if Tierney's not playing, why not change it? Why not change your formation? You don't need to squeeze them in now. You've now got the chance to adjust things around. And Ryan Christie playing over Shea Adams is just a joke, man. Like when I seen that, I was like, "You're having a laugh, absolutely having a laugh." Same as Armstrong as well. He's he's just not he's not the best option in my opinion. I mean, Robertson is miles ahead of anybody in that team and it's so clear to see uh, obviously the level he's playing at he's miles ahead and for O'Donnell the only the only argument that I've seen for O'Donnell playing over Patterson is that he can win a header on the right hand side 
I'm sorry, that's not a good enough reason. <laughs> that's just not a good enough. He might be slightly better defensively than Patterson, but Patterson offers you so much more in terms of work rate, in terms of attacking, in terms of the willingness to get past somebody and try and do something. I mean, O'Donnell was running into Christie in that as well at one point. I mean, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it wasn't good enough. And that's before I come on to David Marshall. What is he doing? <laughs> Why is he standing nearly on the centre circle? Why is he? There is no, there is no explanation for it at all. And look, the boys' finish is outstanding. I mean, it really is. It rivals Kamal Rusko in Europe. It really is spectacular. But what is he doing? I would, I would drop, literally drop him for that. And it's not just because I want McLaughlin to play. I would, gen- and they won't drop him because he's the hero for saving the penalty and all that. But what was he thinking? It's, I mean, it was a wonder goal. If the boy that hit that to have the vision to do that was he as good as Roof, so but that's another <laughs> discussion. But no, it was a it was a fantastic goal by the boy. But it, I mean, it all it, it came from Jack Henry, who the only reason he's playing in that the back three, if you want to call it, is because you need a ball player in the back three. Liam Cooper's not a ball player. Grant Hanley's not a ball player. Your ball no. player would have been Tierney, who would have, have been in there. So that's why Jack Kenny was in there. What he's doing, trying to have a shot, when he's got, I know we've just said about O'Donnell, but O'Donnell's free out in the right. He could play him in. Why he's having a shot from there is beyond me. It's ricocheted in for, for Marshall to be that far out. He's, I don't even know what he's doing. He's he's miles outside his mind. I know you have the sweeper keeper. That's the modern keeper in these days. But you would you would stand. But he's it, not. It, he's not a sweeper nah, keeper. That's the thing. Nah, he's, he's not. not. <laughs> but, but, but if you're told to play the sweeper keeper, and that's what they're told to play, you would stand what the edge of your box or something. He's way way up. And the guy, the guy even says in his interview, he's seen him in the first half that high up the park, and you see him when he has the shot. He has the look. He sees him way off the line. And chips them, and it's, as soon as it went two 0 it was done. It was dead. This, you could yeah. tell by the, the, the fans as well. But I mean, David Marshall, he's he's an all right goalkeeper. I'm not going to slag him. He's a, he's a decent enough goalkeeper. Is he the best out of the three that's there? It's debatable to be honest. I would say probably not. To be honest, he can't get a game for Derby, who nearly got relegated this season in the Championship. So. Yeah, he's living off of, and I think a lot of players in that Scotland squad that got a game on Monday night are living off of past getting through. And the only reason Scotland get through, and this isn't bashing Scotland, is they get through a back door. It was near enough harder not to qualify for the Euros because they made it easier. They get through in penalties. You still needed a penalty shootout to get through. Penalty shootout against (laughs) Israel and Serbia to get through. So there's a lot of players there that, are living off of that, and that's not the way it should be. You you want to move forward, and I said that to Scotia at the weekend. I said, if Steve Cl- Scotland shouldn't be wanting to stand still and play, they should be moving forward. You've got a great talent in Billy Gilmore, and he come on in that friendly, and he just demands the ball, wants the ball. I just thought play him, and Parson would give you the balance on the right hand side, but wasn't brave enough, Steve Clark. And what he's going to do against England, I, I really don't know. I really don't know. Be a, a 6 4 zero, I would imagine, against England. I think he'll do everything to try and get a point out of that game because if England show up, mate, England will 
rip Scotland apart. Yeah. I, I really I can't see any other way around that, really, um, which is disappointing, really. Uh, I'm still going to be right up for it. I love the England-Scotland games. I mean, they're, they're brilliant. It's great, and I, I, I'm looking forward to watching it. But, yeah, it's sad. It really is. It's, it's such a shame that Steve Clark decided to make that decision um, to do that. But... The best thing to come from the game really is just been all the beam- memes that have been made up by David Marshall, and when he's been jumping into the net, the one with the the one with the uh, the New Zealand cricket team or the Australian cricket team, um, that was quite a good one. And the one last night from last night with that um, parachute guy came into the stadium. <laughs> he, nearly, he nearly took out. Um, I know French that, man. The shot, that. I know. He nearly took him out. Aye, that was that was pretty. That was funny. a Greenpeace act, activist or something. Aye. Oh, well, yeah. was it? Was it? Yeah. Aye, that's what it that, was, was, aye. that was pretty funny. But aye, the memes have been pretty funny with, with, with David Marshall. There's a lot of them. There's even one of him hanging off the the, the lamppost outside Ibrox with that guy that climbed yeah. the lamppost. <laughs> oh, brilliant! But anyway, uh, we'll leave that there. I'd say it's. Scotland, England on Friday night, um, 8pm kickoff. Uh, be an interesting game. I'll, I'll definitely still watch it no matter what. So just before we go, um, just other notable scores. So Italy 3, Turkey 0. Italy are dark horses, would you say that? Uh, yeah, I was... Um, Italy are traditionally known as defensive. Nick, I goal 1-0. And that's it, really job done. But I was very impressed with Italy. Uh, to be fair... Turkey were it was, it was Turkey when they were playing. Aye, Turkey. Aye. Aye. Tur- Turkey were Turkey were very poor. Turkey reminded me of uh, Motherwell. It reminded me of a Rangers <laughs> Motherwell game because they just sat there and did nothing. They offered nothing, yeah. and uh, Turkey got everything they deserved. To be fair, but I thought Italy the way they moved the ball about the boy on the left hand side was really good, um, and Signa was good too. Um, aye, they're a dark horse. I think for this competition, I, I was very impressed with Italy. Yeah, me too, mate. I was impressed with Italy. Uh, they did move the ball really well. Uh, so Portugal as well, they beat Hungary 3-0. Uh, you mentioned the full stadium earlier on, mate, but also Cristiano Ronaldo now um, has broke the record for the most goals in European Championships. Um, incredible. The guys. I mean, you can't really put into words how good Cristiano Ronaldo is. Wait, is he 36, 37 or something? He's, he's, <laughs> doesn't really matter to us. I quite late. He did the press conference and uh, there's two two bottles or two cans of Coca-Cola. Obviously, they're a sponsor for the Euros and he yeah. just picked him up and put a bottle of water there as if to say that's what you should be drinking. So yeah. like Coca-Cola were too happy with that. But yeah, he's, I, he's, I, he's, think, I don't know if he's got a Pepsi sponsorship thing or something, maybe though as well. I'm not sure. Aye, but it's, um, yeah. it's the way he lives his life. He could say, I'd say, Jemaine Defoe is clean cut. He looks after himself, Ronaldo, and it's phenomenal when you think of the goals he scored. And uh, I had actually 2-0 written down in my, my prediction for that one, so he ruined that for me. But <laughs> it was, um, no, nah, what else can you say about Ronaldo? And he's, he is, when when he finally hangs his boots up, I don't know who Portugal will be hanging there. Well, he'll be the main man for Portugal because he just, he drags that team um, through games, he really does, and he gets them going. And aye, fair play to him. He's a, a fantastic yeah. player. Fair play to him, an absolute legend of the sport. They really is. It's, it's, his stats are just incredible. They really, really are. But uh, I put you put your money on him finishing Golden Boot winner this this tournament. I'd say that. Uh, so last night as well was France v Germany, um, the kind of biggest game of the round, as everybody was saying. 
I mean, the game was okay. Um, I enjoyed watching it. Don't get me wrong. There was there was quite a lot of good movement from both teams. I think Germany can maybe consider themselves a wee bit unlucky towards the end of that game that they didn't manage to get an equaliser. But one thing about France is they are frightening me on the counter attack. Mbappe is unnatural how fast he is. Yeah, I thought the first half was a bit wasn't great to be honest, but it was. Um... Yeah, France had obviously two goals in the last, what, 10 minutes ruled for offside. But mm. um, Germany maybe could have nicked it for, to make it one each. But France deserved to win the game, to be fair to them. But not Mbappe. He's, he must be a nightmare to defend against his speed, the way he turns, the way he can finish. He's an all-round striker. and I mean, their front three of um, Mbappe, um, Benzema was in there, and um, what do you call him? Griezmann, who I thought... Worked really well as well, but you did. Uh, they are, they must be. I don't, I've not looked at the bookies. They must, I would say, they're probably the favourites to win the yeah. Euros France. Um, they, yeah, they're a frightening team. Obviously, can't in the middle of the park as well. And it was good with McCoyst and um, Tilsley again commentating last night. They're absolutely brilliant together. And yeah, they are. Some of the wee jokes they do and stuff. <laughs> I think they were on about can't I think he skinned three players at one point and they, were, they couldn't believe how he did it. And I think Tilsley says he must be bad at something like he can't cook or something. But it's quite, <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite funny the two of them together. But in terms of France, no. Yeah, you'd fancy them to go pretty much all the way. They, they are one of the, the front runners. No, hundred percent. Yeah, just it's, when you see Mbappe when he, when he chases after a ball and there's ground in front of him, he's so fast. I've, I don't think I've ever seen anybody as fast as him. He's, he's absolutely rapid. But I think I also think France have got another couple of gears to hit into yet. Yeah. Uh, I think if they really had to, they could have turned the screw last night. And just finally, um, Belgium beating Russia three 0 Um. Russia really didn't do anything in that game. They weren't great at all. But Belgium are another team, mate. I think if they perform, if all their players perform the way that they can, they could they could get themselves towards the final. Yeah, I didn't see much of this game. It was on the background, but it was... Uh, i seen Lukaku scored, but... Uh, aye, again, they'll be one of the favourites along with France and Italy and Germany, probably. England, if you want to say too, that are favourites to lift the, lift the trophy. But it's... Um, yeah, no, they're a good team. Lukaku, I've got him a fantasy team for the Euros up front, so he scored the goal, so that got me some good points. But <laughs> I, um, no, they're a good team, Belgium. So you've seen every team. Now, Ali, who are you fancying for the tournament? Well, I'm just watching Wales. Oh, Gav Bale's just actually skied a penalty for Wales there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I wait to see this one. Oh, it was awful. I'm going to watch it back. Oh, God, that was awful. Uh, no, nah, in terms of I had to pick somebody right now after watching everyone, Oof. France. It's hard not. Yeah, it's hard not to to think France mate, their, their, their team's just so full of superstars. It really is, um, and it's just uh, if they get their counter attack right, mate. I mean, they probably should have won that game three 0 last night. To be honest, uh, I know obviously two were offside, but it was very very marginal. But yeah. I think if if they click into gear and the counter-attack box the way it should, then there's nobody stopping them, I don't think. Italy as well, I'll give a wee outside shout to Italy. I think Italy could surprise a few and maybe get to the final, but yeah, my money would be on France as well. Uh, so just before I wrap up, um, just a quick touch on the Copa America. So Alfredo has finished his isolation and he's over his positive COVID test and he made the bench for Colombia's one match. Uh, first match, sorry, in the Copa America. It, well, he wasn't brought on, but it was good to see him 
back. Uh, Columbia won that game 1 0. So just good to see we Alfredo back. So, Ali, that will pretty much do us for today, mate. Not a lot of Rangers news, but still good to be able to sit down and have a talk about, about football, mate. So, um, yeah, that'll, that'll do us, mate. And we'll probably meet up again this time next week, mate. So, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Hopefully there'll be a wee bit of news next week with Rangers. Maybe the kits might be coming out soon. That's the next one. They're usually out end of June. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Obviously, it's our birthdays coming up next weekend as well. I'm the 25th of June. You're the 26th of June. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. Script of that. But, so, um, yeah, go out for a few drinks next weekend, celebrate that. So, um, I hope there's a wee bit of Rangers news and, yeah, see what happens in terms of Euros as well. Yeah, straps and hopefully a Connor Goldson contract signing would be quite good as well. Yeah. That'd be quite nice. But yeah, mate, magic. Uh, so just a shameless plug. Uh, please, if you haven't, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the video, give us a wee five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Leave a comment and share anywhere that you can. It really does help support us, really help support the channel, and it makes a huge difference to us. So thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, we are Club at 22, the Champions Podcast, and we'll speak to you all next time. Cheers. <laughs>